0: Welcome to Thames Festival Trust Podcasts for the London's Lost Village Project. In this podcast, Janet Pell talks about growing up in the East End and her father's job with Trinity House.
1: Okay, so could you tell me about your uh, when you were born?
2: Okay, I was born in um, Poplar um, in 1945, the end of the year of 1945 so i'm 76 now and i was born in poplar in a block of flats called oban house yes which was a um it was a block of modern flats in those times that had been built for the community um from orchard place
1: Uh, can you tell me about your childhood
2: my childhood was wonderful where I lived, um, many of the people were um were related uh-huh. because they had all been moved from this tiny little village that was down by the River Thames, uh-huh. and they had all been moved and they'd all married each other, and there were cousins and aunties and uncles and grannies and grandfathers living in this block of flats called Oban House, and the children were taken care of by these aunties and uncles. There was plenty of work after the war. Um, My mother always worked, my father worked, my grandmother who lived just across the playground, we call it the playground. um, She just lived there and took care of me and my cousins while our parents worked. Um, And we could roam the streets and we we played in the streets. Um, we ate our sandwiches. Our, our grannies would just give us our sandwiches, and we'd just all sit in a row on the on the pavement and just eat our sandwiches during the, you know, for lunch. And it was wonderful.
1: So, apart from your cousins, did you play with anyone else? Like, for example, any of your siblings, if you have any, or any of your friends? I
2: didn't have. I my, I was I know I was a single child until I was eleven years old. Um, all my cousins I had two or three cousins um, that lived by and you know in this block of flats Um, and we um, we just played with each we played we played in groups and gangs and you know and, and it was wonderful it was fantastic um, if any, any child did anything wrong, you know, they'd always be an adult, even if they I weren't see. related, that would, would tell you off or, um, you know, make you do things correctly, or um, they would threaten, you know, to smack you and, <laughs> sure. and kept kept. To everyone in order actually we, we weren't afraid to do anything wrong because someone would always be there to tell you you know don't do it
1: so did your parents work in white color or blue color jobs
2: uh, blue color blue color yeah oh. uh, my father my father was a, um, a blacksmith um, and he worked for trinity house you probably are interested in that if you're doing the London, the Thames project. Um, right. He worked for Trinity House and made the, um, the boys and the anchors and things for the light ships. Um, and my mother, my mother worked in factory work, um, different sewing things for the Jewish community. There was a big Jewish community in the East End and they were the wealthy sort of clothing um, retailers. So there were lots and lots of women that went and did sewing. And um, no, we we were we we weren't rich, but we were we basically everybody didn't have any money, and we all lived frugally and simple. Okay,
1: so. Uh, could you tell me uh, more about your life? For example, your the life beyond your childhood, for example, your teenage years, your good?
2: Um, yeah, when when we would when we were growing up, um the our parents, okay, my parents, I'm not saying all parents were like this, but for for a woman, for a girl, um, it was very much that uh, you didn't have this is this is in the East End. I'm not talking about sort of upper middle class because they had they had different educations to what we did. And there was no career path for a woman. It, it was very it wasn't open for a woman to have a a, a career because I, I'm an artist now and I wanted desperately to, to go to art school. And my mother just laughed and said, oh, do you want to be a, be a beatnik? You, you probably don't know what a beatnik is. but
1: It has something to do with living a carefree lifestyle?
2: Yeah, like a, hippie, like a hippie. And my, my parents My parents said, no, you must go and get a job in an office. Um, and, you know, then when you get old enough, you will you would you were sort of taught to earn money. That was what you were taught. You weren't taught to have a career. You had to earn money, and for a woman, it was generally you get married and then you don't work and you have babies. Basically, that's that's how my childhood was um, kind of brought. That's how I was brought up, and most of the girls that I sort of were at school with we all did that we all went to work for a few years and then we we met a boy and married um, and had children that was basically what we did (laughs) there was no i don't i don't know anyone maybe now i don't know anyone that went into a a high um rising job as soon as they left school from the east end We all went into working in an office, usually in the city, um, for very little pay, and um, yeah, that was it really. You go to work, then you meet a boy, and then you get married, and then you have babies.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, could you tell me more about uh, the East End life at the East End?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I, as I, said, as I said, we lived in a, a very close community. Everyone knew everyone. The community was a caring community, and even now, I still have friends that I was born with. I was actually born in the in the block of flats, and um, that I was telling you about. I was born in. Um, my auntie's house and delivered um, by my great grandmother. Yes. So you know there weren't you didn't go to hospitals in those days. Um, it was a very dirty place because there were lots of factories and um, we we lived by the River Thames, which was um, was dirty and smoky and factories used coal in those days.
0: I Can I jump in and ask a question quickly? Um, you, you said your your father worked for Trinity Boy Wharf.
2: Yes. Can
0: you just explain a little bit more about that?
2: Um, well, he came out of the army, no, no, it was before he went, he did his apprenticeship with Trinity House um, and he um he used to make the chains in the uh, for the for the the ships, the light ships, and the anchors, and the boys. You know the boys that went in the river that showed you where to go. Um, and I remember going. He used to take me there sometimes, and there were these big furnaces, and he would have, you know, put metal in it. And I, I mean, I can remember it as clear as anything. I mean, it was right by the river, um, just by the river. River. Um, he worked there for years, years and years, and then later in his life, um, he worked. He worked in the. He, his father had previously worked in the docks, and you could only work in the docks if your if your father or a relative lived in it. And he went and worked. He worked in the docks in when he was about 50, I think, um, just for about 10 years till he re- retired. And that he worked in, um, in Silvertown. I don't know which dock. Was it Victoria Dock or the Albert Docks? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But um, I think it's a modern modernised now. I see it on the television that they're all kind of warehouses that, that are down there now. Um, there were lots of factories around that area. And my mother worked in one where they made treacle. I think it was called Fowler's. There was a treacle factory. Um, there was one called Baldwin's. I don't know what they did, but I remember all the men worked there. And that led, it was a, one long, big road that just went down to the River Thames.
0: What? what where was that road?
2: Um, it I think it it might have even been called Orchard Wharf. It had huge, great, big, tall walls, Um, and there was there was an actual pub on that. There were no, there was like it was just like great big walls on one big road that went down to the bottom to where my father worked, right to the river. Um, I'm sure it isn't there anymore. Um, I think I'm sure it was called Orchard Orchard Way. Would it have
1: been? Uh, could you tell me for how many years did your father work at Trinity World War?
2: Well, he, when he left school, um, yes. which which was, pro- I, I don't know, probably when he was 15, 16, probably 15 in those days. And he worked there till oh, probably after he, even when he came out of the army, he went back there. So, uh, I don't know when my father was born, 1922, I think. So, years, like 40 years, probably. Yeah, probably 40 years he worked as a blacksmith in uh, Trinity House. So,
1: did, did your father talk about his work to you very often or only rarely? We weren't
2: a very huggy family. We didn't. My, I don't remember my father ever hugging me or kissing me goodnight. No. No, no. My, I think in those days, parents were very um, distant. They're not distant, but I think they saw their role as working hard and coming home. And um, I don't remember my father much taking me out to, he, we used to go to the seaside quite a bit because we actually had a car when, when sort of later on in, it, you know, people didn't have cars, but my father had a car and he liked mechanical things. So I think that's why we had a car, um, but he wasn't distant, but he wasn't over loving. And I, I, they weren't. They didn't. Their parents. Well, I don't know. My parents weren't very loving, and I don't remember my aunties and uncles kissing and cuddling their children. It was all about work and bringing your children up good, feeding them and bring it, making them good people.
1: So do you still resent them for it, or do you think y'all you can understand that they're? Why they did it?
2: Uh, yes, I can because it was hard. It was hard for for it was hard for everyone in those days that lived yes. in the East End. I don't know people that you know were rich. I didn't know anybody that had money, even when I started work. I worked in the city, but I didn't really know anyone that. Owned their own house, or everyone lived in council houses and rented houses in those days.
1: When did you leave the East End of London?
2: Um, when I was ooh, nineteen, I was nineteen, and I got married and moved away. To I went to live in. Um, well, I lived in um, in Bow which for, for a while. And then they were all, um, all the houses were knocked down and we were given a place. And I lived in, no, I went to live in uh, near Woolwich, a place called Abbey Wood. Most people got married when they were, I don't know anyone that didn't marry, who got married in their 20, twenty 25s. Maybe some of the boys would have, but most of the girls were married in their early 20s at the most, at the latest.
0: Your your family, I know some of them were, um, they came from Orchard Place, is that right?
2: Yes, yes. All my grandmother, my great-grandmother. Um, did,
0: did they tell you, um, or was much information passed down to you about um, what life was like in those, I guess the early twentieth century, um, and if if it was, what what information was passed to you?
2: Um, well, the, the, one of the things that I really remember was that my my mother said, my mother told me this that my grandfather who who was a seaman, he he went to sea, and he had a pet monkey, and I and I can remember her telling me that this monkey used to go and take pull all the washing from the people's washing from the lines and um and I can't imagine this in these days what a monkey would you know in someone's because I I do believe um from photographs that I've seen um on the orchard website um that it was a tiny tiny place and I think Everyone seemed to have big families. My auntie's, my auntie, she lived. That that's my my granny's sister. She um, she had um her her mother and father plus her husband, and but he was a sailor, so he was wasn't at home. Plus four four brother siblings all living in this tiny little two bedroom, two room house. So they were obviously overcrowded, but they, they managed. And one of the, one of these children I'm talking about, um, he had a hunchback, he, you know, he, so he was disabled, he was very disabled. So, you know, thinking how they lived, it must've been pretty, uh, a pretty difficult life. And I can't think where there was a school there too. My mother went to the school there, and um and i think I think sickness was was quite rife you, you know there was a lot of sickness of you know measles and um childhood illnesses. I can remember my mother telling me that um whooping cough and um but As she never really discussed, I think she was a child. So she didn't really discuss, you know, adult life down there. Um, So I don't really know too much about that, only what I've read myself.
1: So could you describe me about your school life? I think what you did in school, what you play at the playground.
2: Um, my school life, um, I went to a school called Culloden Street, um, which it was, it was and we, we, there were no school buses or anything. We used to walk to school. And um, I hated, I didn't like school. <laughs> I didn't like school. Um, um, my granny used to look after me. My grandmother looked after me because my mother worked, and I used to go home at lunchtime where she would cook. We would always have a dinner at lunchtime, um, and they weren't called, now we call it lunch and dinner in the evening, but in those days, dinner was your lunch, and it was a cooked meal, um, and in the evening, it would be tea where you just had a sandwich or bacon and, or an egg or something like that um my secondary school i went to a school called hay curry it was it's changed now it's called langdon park now i think um and um it was pretty hard i i the teachers were they were pretty in the secondary school they were pretty cruel um uh, it was hard in the in the you know the smaller school, the, the primary school. It was different, and then you suddenly get thrown, got thrown into this, this academic thing where you teachers didn't really teach you. They they taught, just said, "Oh, read this out of the book," and if you didn't understand it, tough. Um, you didn't. <laughs> there was no showing you a second time. It was hard. I I found school very hard, and I think I. I didn't go to school very much in my last year. I used to get my name put on the list and come home, and no one ever missed me. <laughs> okay, if you did anything wrong, it, they made you. They hit you with a, a shoe, a slipper, and they. And if you did something very bad, um, you got. This, a, it was called the cane, which is a stick on your hand. It's a stick and they hit you on your hand. That's if you were bad. Um, I only ever had the cane once and that was because I couldn't stop laughing when I was doing something um, in the gym. And I was laughing and laughing and couldn't stop. And I, I was sent to the head of the school and given the cane. <laughs> and put my name in a black book. <laughs> also, um, this is another story. I um, this was a story of the needlework. You know, where you sew. There was a needlework where you sew things and make clothes. And a teacher, um, if you didn't, they used to make you buy. The, the fabrics and everything and if you didn't finish paying for it you used to have to stand and do the teacher's ironing and she used to bring all of her ironing from home so you would iron, iron the teacher's sheets and pillowcases and <laughs> as a punishment <laughs> it's hard to believe in these days but that that is true that is the truth
0: you do artwork of the East End and of your kind of own heritage.
2: Yeah, I am at the moment, and I'm I'm selling them like one o'clock. <laughs> I'm really pleased. I mean, okay, I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm doing um, um my childhood memories. Um, okay, they are abstract, but they um they I'm doing one at the moment of the River Thames, um. And it's called. Do- I'm calling the series Docklands, um, and I'm loving doing it because this is this is why I'm loving doing interviews because it brings back all my memories and um, of of these childhood my childhood memories.
1: So you said your mother worked at a factory, correct? Yes. Uh, could you tell me more about that?
2: Um for many years she worked in the treacle factory and she was just putting, I think putting the tins in boxes. I think, but later she, I told you she started to do sewing um, and she worked um she worked for um, a lot of the t- Jewish tailors um yes. that were in the East End. Um Making suits. I mean, she did buttonholes and things like that, Um, which was cleaner than a factory.
1: (laughs) Okay, so about the Jewish community in your previous area, uh, were there any negative stereotypes surrounding them? Um, There was
2: there was a whole row that it was out of poplar um going to more, more towards the city and um, it was just um, one great big road and they were all Jewish they were they were all a lot of the Jewish people owned shops ju- uh, jewelry shops there was a lot of jewelry shops at, that were owned and I don't know if you know pawn shop what a pawn shop is
1: yes I know it, it is a shop where they sell old things.
2: No, a pawn shop is if you're poor, if you haven't got any money, you take something um, which you know that you value, say like your wedding ring, and you say, oh, you take this, and they give you not very much money, but you can go and get it back the following week when you have the money. um, And uh, there were a lot of Jewish pawn shops along this stretch of road, and a lot of clothing companies, um, where they made suits and clothes. They didn't really, they, they were a community of their own. They, they you know, there was a Jewish community, there was the, the Cockney community. Um, and it was all, they, they were two separate people, really two separate
0: communities. Can I ask a question about Oban, Oban House? So, from from what I'm aware of, uh, the people who lived in Orchard Place were kind of moved en masse into this um, new-built um, area. Was there kind of a... Um, was kind of, I don't know, like a, a community feeling kind of carried across, as far as you're aware, into the to the this new area did 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 like did that sense of being a specific community kind of transfer across um and and maintain itself over over the years that you're aware of
2: oh yes definitely definitely um i'm still in touch with some of the people now um you know we were some of us were born actually born in well i was born in there my cousins and um and as I said earlier, a lot there were a lot of people that intermarried. Um, because you know, there they were big families They were like we we were the Parkers, we were um, Hicks. My, my family name was Hicks. There were three Hicks families in in this block of flats. Taylors were another big family, and half of those and my sort of distant cousins by marriage, um, it. I mean, it was just fantastic, really, because everybody looked after you, and um, I still remember nearly every person that lived in those flats. Um, I, you know, if you asked me who lived in number eleven, I could probably work out who lived there, <laughs> and I think there were. I think there were ninety houses about 80 80 flats, Um, and I went back to see it uh, about 23, four years ago, and it was being used at that time for for people that, for homeless people, I think, they were rehousing, but um, my granddaughter from Italy lives just around the corner to it now, and it's been turned into wonderful flats now really sort of modern selling for thousands of thousands of pounds, hundreds of thousands of pounds but yeah the community spirit was amazing i mean during the summer you know the kids i mean we we just all played in a, in this playground and for years um after the war there was um there was a an air raid shelter that Was the total length of this, what we called the playground. And it was total length of it. And it was all bricked up. You couldn't go inside, but we played on the roofs of it and that for years. And then, oh, I think it must have been at least 10 years after the war, they knocked it down. So it gave us big areas to play rounders and during summer nights and mums would all be sat outside looking over the balconies and chatting and yeah fantastic memories
1: uh, do you still have contacts in your in the area where you're born
2: yes yes i do uh, i i think I, i'm still in touch with most of my cousins um, a few of them have passed away um and Some school friends I'm still in touch with. Um, Girls that I was actually brought up in block of flats I'm still in touch with. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're all old now. We were kids then.
0: (laughs) 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 When you were growing up in uh, open House, um, did you ever come down to kind of the down the peninsula kind of to where trinity boy wharf is did you ever kind of come i remember you mentioned the old that that long kind of foreboding road earlier um which i think yeah, i think it changed names i think it was called Lima road then also called like orchard road at different points but did you ever actually go down here to, to this area which you know your dad would have worked at or you know i imagine your, yeah, your mom worked yeah. that way as well
2: yeah it was it was a good walk when I had a boyfriend because no one ever went down there. So sometimes you'd sort of say, well, let's go for a walk and you know sort of it was a good place to hold hands with somebody or um but I also had a friend who she lived her, na- her oh I can't remember what her name was her name was Diane um but they looked after a part of there was a I don't know what it was, It there was just this one house and they lived there and it was right on the river because we used to play in the yard and there would be cement and sand. And I mean, you could have fallen into the river. And We used to walk on the walls and everything. But um, yeah, and it, it, from what I remember, it was a long road. And there was, a, I remember my granddad used to take me to the pub there sometimes on a Sunday. There was a pub with nothing around it was it was strange and there used to be so lots of sailors in there i can remember all these sailors and i I mean i was must have only been four or five at that time don't think i was even at school but he used to take me for a walk
0: you remember the name of the pub
2: no no It was just, they used to all play, I can remember them playing dominoes. Um, No, it it was on the left-hand side as you were going towards the river. Um, And it was quite a long walk. So it was boring. I remember thinking there's nothing to look at. My grandfather used to leave me outside (laughs) with a bottle of lemonade or something. And there was also another pub which all the people from the East End went to and that was called the Iron Bridge tavern. I don't know it I think it's gone and that was on East India Dock Road and um, oh there's quite a famous woman used to own it. Her name was Queenie Watts um, and we all called her auntie because she lived in Oban House at one point and she, They, We used to, our parents used to go there on a Saturday night and just the kids would just be left outside and we'd just be like running around sort of playing havoc. Um, It was brilliant. And we all went, did you want to hear about the hot picking?
0: Oh, you went hot picking?
2: Every year, every year. I've actually got a photograph of me i think i was 9 months old sitting in a hop field um, my parents well everybody from the east end it was their summer holiday everyone we used to get in the back of the lorry with a, 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 a tea chest everybody had a tea chest with their blankets and clothes in and we used to they weren't called tea chests we called them hopping boxes because we <laughs> I never knew there were tea chests, <laughs> um, and that was another amazing. I mean, that could, that could probably be another project, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what? What? Um. I guess what? What was hot picking? What? Did you, okay. What did you do? What did you do?
2: I didn't do anyhow I just ran around the streets and the, the fields and pinched apples and went fishing with a piece of stick and made bows and arrows and but our parents they were working in the fields and um, and uh, before all the machinery came into thing that we used to live in wooden huts every family had a wooden hut just one room and we would fill these huge big they were like a big duvet cover and they, the farmer would give you lots of straw, and you—that's what you slept on. you you slept on bales of straw, in, in in a duvet, and we cooked on fires and primer stoves, and everyone went to the fields and worked in. We usually went in September, so you were working for, for you know, for little. I, I think it was little money, but it was all extra. And it was like a family holiday. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. We didn't wash much, I don't think. <laughs> we used to have to walk along a lane with with metal buckets, um, because we used to have to go to a pump to pump water into a bucket. So there was no running water in these huts that we lived in so yeah that was it was good we were
0: probably very smelly when we came back for more information on our projects and events head to thamesfestivaltrust.org supported by arts council england the national lottery heritage fund port of london authority royal docks and trinity boy wharf